What's going on, you guys? It is your boy, Roy, and I am so excited about this episode. This is going to be um, a very special guest we're bringing on. His name is Chris Rowan, and I was really excited because I look up to Chris Rowan a lot, and when I met him probably about three years ago, the thing that stood out to me the most was his work ethic. Uh, this dude just... I feel like I'm trying to keep up with him and he's always doing something. He's always pushing the pace. He's always working hard. and He always seems to figure things out. And just plain and simple, his work ethic is one of a kind. And I was really curious to know like his story, like how he was, how he developed, his struggles, things like that. And come to find out, he wasn't like that his entire life. Uh, it's something that a, a, a switch kind of flipped. And I feel like we need that for all of us. You know, we feel like we're trapped or we're depressed or we're lazy or it's just who we are. You know, we were just born this way and that we're just going to be like that for the rest of our life. And amongst other things, you know, me and Chris, we've talked for quite a while and we could have talked for quite a while more, to be honest. I'm going to have to get him on another episode. But a lot of good information, just, you know, just catching up. Uh, two guys just catching up, talking about uh, Chris's life and really diving in. I learned a lot about him that I didn't even know before, which was really cool. So I hope you guys appreciate uh, this episode. Go and do me a favor and find Chris on social media. Give him a shout. Say thank you for doing the show with us. And if you ever have any questions for me or Chris, we're always happy to help you. I appreciate you guys. Uh, enjoy the show. And don't forget to share. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Your Boy Roy Show, where around here we earn our cookie. My man. What's going on, brother? Dude, how are you? I, I'm good. I'm a lot of things, but I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, fuck, I mean, you know what it is, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but, <clears throat> you know, and I know you relate to this. I'm busy, but I hate saying that I'm busy. Not because I hate being busy, because I feel like when you say it, it makes it sound like you're bitching about it. All the time. I feel it. Like, I just literally texted you. We we're supposed to get on this call an hour ago, and I was like, I had meetings. I had all this other stuff that I had to do. And I was like, crap, man. Like, I got to push this back. So I'm glad that we were able to get you on. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I feel the same way. Um, but dude, we haven't caught up in a hot minute. How's how's life been? I mean, life's fun. Um, but I mean, I go back to that busy. Um, you know, first I'll say, you know, don't mind me sitting here wearing sunglasses uh, indoors at uh, nine thirty-ish at night, almost with a fuck time, nine o'clock at night here in New York. Um, I don't know if you saw. I didn't really post post-wise. This is my stories on IG. I had a uh, PRK done. Um, it'll be two weeks tomorrow something like that yeah i think the 29th of january uh so laser eye um and the healing's going well i mean it's actually you know kind of where it's supposed to be i had my second follow-up yesterday and uh my eyes are a little i guess you say like tired you know um because what happened was i have astigmatism in both eyes and this is obviously weird I guess topic for um but people um, wanna, people are gonna want to know about it I'm sure go ahead <laughs> no you know, I had a stigmatism in both eyes I literally had it my entire life right you know I mean but it was never something I needed glasses for right you know I could read my phone I could read a computer screen I could see most street signs uh the thing that I had issues with were like with certain size font or at certain distance you know like a five and a six or an eight and zero or an e and whatever right they could look very similar to each other so unless i was really close i couldn't really tell the difference um 
And I was always kind of interested in the whole LASIK thing. Now, it turned out, because you got to get a consultation done, I'm not actually eligible for LASIK because, you know, for those that know or don't know, um, LASIK uses a blade, right? You know, it literally cuts the flap on your arm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I really never really hurried to do it. Um, I can't even put contacts in, right? You know I mean? I literally can't. I actually, I can't watch you put a contact in. Like, that's how much that shit bothers me. <laughs> yeah. But um, what happened was... Uh, you know, I went for the consult because uh, it's something I've kind of been interested in for a long time. And the thing that kind of sold me, and well, first, uh, the difference between LASIK and PRK, PRK, LASIK, like I said, they cut this little flap, they do it, they put the flap back, it heals, you know, very quickly because like the eye, the mouth, these types of things are made to heal fast. Um, but uh, when it, with PRK, there's no blade, right? And the reason why I can't do it is because my lens itself is too thin, right? You know, because whatever, right? I mean, I don't, I don't even ask for the whole details, but um so prk was the option the difference with prk no blade they actually burn the lens off oh now you don't feel anything there's no pain whatsoever it's like, just the thought of that know, it's the thought <laughs> completely painless like i've never I mean, there was discomfort afterwards you know and i'm but i never pain never never pain like more like pressure feeling um you know you know blurry is all hell like not even the first day like two days later but anyway um about five or six days after like again i could read my phone really no true issue now i wouldn't mean it wouldn't be blurry at times but um just one of those things and then i'm at the point now where like i said i'm pretty much my arm length like so for anyone you can see like my arm's length from my computer screen my computer screen i can read it but it's blurry you know where it wasn't before but it's part of the healing process so that strain Plus here in my office, I got fluorescent lights and, you know, longer oh. days and everything else. It just kind of yeah. wears on a little bit. So today uh, they're a little bit more sensitive. So I've kind of been doing a little more sunglasses, um, you know, you know, just to kind of give them as much rest as I can. But yeah, that's that, <laughs> that story for you. But that's part yeah. of how my life has been. Um, other than that, I mean, things are really good. I mean, you know, my son just turned three. You know, that's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's literally been the catalyst. I mean, I'll literally sit here right now and say, um, for anyone who doesn't know who I am yet, you know, obviously, you know, maybe you'll find me through this, but um, anybody that knows me already, that's why, right? Because that's what pushed me into, you know, changing a lot of shit, you know, so, which I'm, again, I know we'll probably get into, we will. Um, you know, so that's obviously was such a huge thing. So him turning three, a lot of fun, ton of work, like a three-year-old boy, my God. Um, well, I, I just got kids overnight, you know. Uh, me and uh, Tasha just started dating. She has two kids. And as I went from not having kids at all to having a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, I'm like, <laughs> it's work, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, mean, I will tell you, I mean, listen, I'm not going to, I can't compare, right? Because I mean, I might have coached kids at that, ho- at that age with hockey once upon a you know, time, <laughs> but I never, uh, my mind one is not that old yet, but it's actually pretty funny because like you know he's learning every day right every day learning new shit um you know and he was very good and i guess kind of helped my wife being a teacher was home uh you know basically majority of last year you know she didn't go back into work until i guess it was almost september something right you know which here in new york she went back into the classroom um so she was home homeschool and everything else an hour hour and a half a day plus you know whatever she had to do on a computer but she was with my son the entire time you know and she was also with him a lot right after he was born like the first 10 months so he's always kind of been a little bit more um, I had somebody kind of hands-on, especially with the early childhood stuff and that teaching him and everything else. So he got the potty training thing pretty quickly. And I actually say potty training here, but I really call it house. I actually usually just call it house. He's housebroken. Um, <laughs> I'm totally different than most people. It's actually funny. And I know, you know, just to off topic again, uh, Paula, right. You know, Paula, she mm-hmm. put in her story talking about her dogs being potty trained. I literally responded to her. I'm like, you refer to your dogs as potty trained. I refer to my son as being housebroken. <laughs> 
That's so, great. Yeah. I'm going to use that. That's, that's great. But my whole I thing is it. right. You know, I mean, he still has accidents, whatever have you. Um, but you know, he, uh, he, he's now standing to, to, to pee. Um, that's pretty that's damn awesome. funny watching his little three-year-old, you know, kind of position himself, uh, and then learning, you know, the whole, you know, Hey, look at that. Look, look, what could, look what it could do. It's the, it's the little things in life. It's the little things in life. <laughs> oh, shit that I never would have thought would be fun or interesting is nothing but. I believe it. Deal. So, uh, so you guys, I know that we've been talking and stuff. Me and Chris haven't caught up in a hot minute. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, I do want to introduce him. Um, Chris, uh, I mean, we met through a company we met through first form. Um, uh, we used to work together and stuff and we've been through all the events and stuff. And dude, you've been a huge inspiration to me, uh, not just seeing you grow, but like your work ethic. You know, like the amount of work you put in on a daily basis. I feel like I'm always just trying to keep up with you and everything that you do uh, for the longest time. And I really look up to you. So I, w- I want, I guess, first introducing yourself, like, what do you do for a living? What's your passions, side hustles, mm-hmm. main job, all those things, like give people the rundown of all of it. You know, I mean, and I, one, listen, I mean, I appreciate that greatly. And, you know, before I even get into it, you know, I'll tell you, like, you know, I didn't realize how, I'll be honest, how young of a guy you were when we kind of, you know, cross paths, right? Because, and the reason for that is because the fact that tons of energy, everything else that I'd expect out of a younger guy, but you had to drive, right? You're doing the work, right? You know, so whatever it was, whether it's seeing guys like myself or whatever it is, I admire that, right? So, because again, I'm not one of those people that sit here and say, you can't learn from anybody. I, I'm, you can learn from anyone, right? It doesn't make a shit of difference, you know, how far they are into anything they're doing, right? Somebody might be doing something better than you. So, well, I appreciate like that. that. No, listen, you deserve that. Um, but as for myself, you know, I mean, here, here, here's the thing, right? So first and foremost, 37 years old, right? You know, I'll be 38 in May. Um, man, I can go. I mean, how far do we want to go back? Because, I mean, you know. Well, I want to know. I know you as a police officer, but I know yeah. you started to get into a whole new realm of that. What did you do before you were a police officer? And what got you into being a police officer? And that's why I kind of asked that question, right? Because I mean, <laughs> you, when when I get into where I'm at now, like where most people know, it's literally like from 30 years old on, right? Unless yeah. I'm talking about my whole fitness type of you know journey that goes into this. But if you really kind of circle back to like you know way back when, right? You know, so first and foremost, mother only child. And I'm, I'm the only child to a single mother, right? My grandparents were there, great family, no complaints whatsoever. You know, old school mentality. My grandfather was a truck driver, grandmother stayed at home, my mother working basically her entire life, you know, to do what she had to do. Went from being my mother with my grandparents, my grandparents with my mother, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Um, tons of respect there, obviously. Um, I found hockey, right? So, you know, that's kind of where like a lot of things started, right? Because I found hockey, it was the first true sport that I ever got interested in, right? I wasn't really into sports, didn't really enjoy them. You know, whether you say it was the fact that it wasn't a regular at-home dad situation or whatever, I didn't have cable television, you know, how, you know, I was watching whatever was on regular television, you know? So I got into hockey and, um, you know, I fell in love with the sport, right? Passion for the sport. So um, not only playing, I got into coaching, right? So that was a big thing for myself. And I got into it fairly early. You know, I didn't start playing until like six-ish grade and really, you know, get good or serious or a little bit older, probably 13-ish. By 16 years old, I was interested in coaching, right? I was working with five, six, seven-year-olds. Um, I, I committed myself to that. I coached for about 10 years before I had to step away from it and, you know, it was hard not to keep coaching because it's something I really love to do. I had a team go to the state championship. I had a team win Long Island league. I have kids that I've worked with that are in the NHL. Um, you know, I knew what I was doing. You know, I was a good hockey yeah. coach. 
Um, but the truth is, right, you know, outside of a handful of people, nobody's making a living coaching youth hockey, you know, you know, I mean, <laughs> and I made some good money, you know, but again, it wasn't about dollars and cents. But while I was doing that, um, you know, after high school, you know, a little bit of time off, um, you know, floating around, right, you know, kind of like being an 18 year old without really a lot of direction, you know, doing a couple of different things. Um, so around, uh, I worked at UPS a little bit, six months right before the holidays, just loading trucks, you know, and then I went back to school. Um, I went back to school for six months, played a little bit of hockey there. Yeah, that's it. I went to college for six months. Uh, I liked it. It was fun, but I went to play hockey. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> you know, but guess what, right? You know, being my mother's situation, my situation, I didn't have any money in my pocket. You know, it was tough. I said, all right, let me try to find a job. I was able to find a job. I started coaching a little bit more. I got into that habit of, hey, here I'm a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, and I'm making pretty good money for my age, right? You know, working a ton of hours, putting the effort in, doing the coaching thing, because I had nothing else. It was just what I wanted to do, right? You know, put the time into where it is that you're doing it, right? You know, and, you know, it was fun. Um, and again, how much money does a 19 or 20-year-old need? But then at the same time, I'm spending money, you know, so <laughs> you get to that point where it's like, well, now I got to keep making it, right? You know, so you can't just fucking walk away from making it. You, know, you got to kind of yeah. keep making it when you start putting yourself in certain spots. Mm -hmm. needless to say i got into working in staples um within six months i was middle management they you know i became like a key holder they called it right i went down to oceanside which is you know obviously relevant but uh one of the new stores kind of actually made a little bit of a name for myself locally working for the company doing pretty well right mm -hmm. being reliable um you know they wanted me to go salaried management i never wanted to because i didn't want to work retail right you know it wasn't right. really my thing i wanted to do did it for five years. Um, I left there in 08, right after the stock market kind of crashed um, because I wanted to go back to school. Now, this is kind of where the whole lead into the police thing starts. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I am a member of the NYPD. I am coming up on right around eight years now. So um, the reason why I made the change from retail is because since I didn't want to stay at retail, and I really wasn't driven to the idea of going back and getting a four-year degree and something I didn't even know what I wanted to do, right? I had no clue. It wasn't my thing. It was, I mean, not... I don't mind school. I actually liked it more at 25 than I did at 18, 19 years old. But I was like, kind of like, you know, all right, well, you know, I need pension benefits, retirement, a steady paycheck, you know, things like that. And in my situation here in New York, that was kind of like the really only thing, right? You know, to be honest with you. Um, also, always had respect for the type of career, right? You know, personally, you know, I, I see it as something that should be honorable, can be honorable. But like mm -hmm. I said, anything else, it's got to be what you make of it. Absolutely. So... At 25, right, we went back to school, was still coaching hockey, um, wasn't doing a lot outside of that, you know, I was able to maintain it. And then I got started working in the pro shops, you know, work back in the rank, you know, selling equipment, uh, playing a lot of hockey and everything else. Um, and really kind of kept doing that right up until, you know, when I went to the NYPD, you know, I said 30 years old. So, you know, kind of a lot of floating, you know, you know, and I've always been a good survivor, you know, kind of willing <laughs> to put the time in, willing to put the work in. And like, well, it's funny because like you talked about and you mentioned like my work ethic and three years ago, I'd tell you, well, maybe four years ago now, I'd probably tell you I didn't have one, right? To be yeah. honest with you, you know, and, you know, but and then I look back at the same time and I did have it, but only when I wanted it. Yeah. You know, so it, like I would be more than willing to go from one rank to another rank, to another rank, to another rank after working, you know, whatever it was, do whatever I had to do to earn the buck, you mm -hmm. know, in a sense, chasing a dollar, but I still enjoyed doing it. Right. Gave up a lot of free time, last minute time. Right. Look, but I was, I had to work ethic there, but I never had to work ethic on myself. Yeah. I never had that own self, um, you know, you know, give a fuck and excuse yeah. my language, but truthfully, that's what I think I would say. Right. You know, it, it's, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I love being on the ice, but I didn't like training for the ice. Right? I didn't yeah. want to go to practice. I wanted to just play games, play scrimmage. I wanted to, you know, beat the rink all day long. 
you know, I wanted to coach all day long, right? I wanted to do these things all day long. You know, I was a good employee. Every place I've ever worked, I always got promoted or, or more responsibility. But I wasn't doing this stuff in the other areas of my life, right? And that's the difference now. And I, I'm not to get too deep into it before we get into it, but that was, yeah, I, that was the result of me going through a fitness journey. Deal. So, and just to expand on that a little bit more. So you joined the NYPD about eight years ago and your role in the NYPD, because I would assume, right? I mean, I'm learning more about you than I ever knew before. I was working at Staples and all this hockey stuff. This is awesome. But um, I would assume because of your work ethic, your, um, your loyalty to the program, things like that, all the things you've done, your role has changed for what you do now. Cause you're not, I mean, I would assume you used to be driving around the car and like speed and tickets, things like that. But now you're working behind the scenes, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I'll fill you in a little bit on that, you know? So again, I got, got on, I'll tie this into a little bit of the fitness story too. Right. So yep. um, chubby kid, again, going back to being a young kid, you know, grandma at home, making dinner every night, always leftovers, milk, soda, iced tea, whatever the hell you wanted to drink, always having fresh snacks. She would go to the supermarket every single day, right? Buy whatever the hell we needed. You just buy new ones. And it was never saying no, it was just go ahead, right? Enjoy. But it was also a little bit different time. We definitely don't know or didn't know as much then. I mean, granted, I'm not going to say you didn't know you shouldn't eat a sleeve of Oreos, but you know. Uh, well, you should always eat a sleeve of Oreos. This <laughs> is eight. This is eight. I know that that is eight. You know, I could literally hold, <laughs> carry 16 at a time. Because um, I would find a way to carry the milk too. So don't forget that one. But yes. my point is, right, you know, so, um, you know, I never learned that, right? You know, finding hockey get me in, got me in shape, but it got me in hockey shape. I was, like I said, never in the gym. I never watched nutrition. I never paid attention to performing, you know, to, to fueling myself like an athlete. I just basically looked at, well, I'm going to go get on the ice and, and, and do whatever I got to do to be me, right? And I was pretty good for relative to what I, you know, my experience level, you know, and, and advanced pretty quickly in my skill level. Just I didn't have the exposure. I didn't get to that level of, you know, comp super high competitive, but I still ended up playing in college and played against basically the best players of my age bracket, right? We all end up in the same place playing men's league hockey regardless, right? You know, like the majority of the people out there. And no knock on them because a lot of those guys are good friends of mine or have been, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, right through my 20s, right? You know, hockey was the thing, right? Like I said, all day, whatever you get on the ice, get on the ice. So that kept me in somewhat of shape, but I ended up at 260 pounds in my late 20s, 26, 27, give or take. Um, and I was in shape in my early 20s and kind of in and out of the gym, but never knew what the hell I was doing. I went, I did stuff I'd like to do, right? I did the same shit every time I walked into the gym. You know, I never really made true progress. I just, you know, was keep myself maintained to what I was, I suppose. Um, didn't know nothing about nutrition, really. Um, but again, in my late 20s, I basically learned a lot on my own. Like, you know, even what I know now, I kind of look back then, I just kind of guessed a lot of shit, right? It wasn't perfect by any means, <laughs> but I also had the advantage of being in my, you know, my, my 20s. So nevertheless, right, getting the NYPD, was not a requirement to drop the weight, but I also realized, hey, I'm going to have to go to an academy and run, which I hate, absolutely hate doing. It was running, it's like my, my kryptonite. Talk, I think every hockey player hates running. But um, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, cool, right? I don't want to be the guy trying to, trying to get through the academy, struggling for six months because I don't want to run a mile and a half because it's miserable. And it was, but I didn't want it to be because I couldn't, right? You kind of thing. And the last thing I want is 30 years old, be embarrassed to fail the academy because I can't <laughs> run around a circle. Yeah. So obviously I got myself in shape to get on the job. Um, so again, that was 30 years old, fast forward three years. So kind of coming into the, the, the world of first form and doing what I did with my own fitness journey, I decided, and this was May of, this is actually June of 2016. I stepped on a scale of 230 pounds. So I put literally, I, went, I lost 90 pounds once in my life, aside from all the other small up and downs that I had. And then I ended up putting on um, 
you know, 60 pounds, 60 pounds in three years, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, going back to what I said, mentioned earlier, but my son, that was the catalyst, right. You know, cause I was doing some, doing some good pr- stuff pretty well, but I then didn't have that direction. Didn't have the reason to make it a lifestyle. And then literally one day came home from the gym. My wife goes, I'm pregnant, um, which we were trying, but my response was, I'm happy for you. It's not the response you want to give, by the way, any guys out there. Yeah. If you really think about what it, how it sounds, I mean, Again, especially considering that it was my wife, um, you know, <laughs> and we were trying. I'm surprised um, you're still alive to this day to tell this story. <laughs> here's the thing. I got to tell that, right? I can't leave that part out. It right. As much of an ass as it makes me sound, I got to tell that part because I think it's such, yeah. a key, like, it's such a cool it's, it's such a cool part of the story. But it was also at that same time that I, I'm like, okay, I got to make this a lifestyle, right? Because mm-hmm. I knew I had all the time in the world up to that point. You know, saying what, what was my restriction? Like spending time with my wife. Yeah, sure, cool, no problem. You know, my dogs, my my whatever I wanted to do. That was that was what I chose. Absolutely. Well, once you have, you're responsible for a child or a human being, well, now it's not about you anymore, right? You know, mm-hmm. so that was a big thing, obviously, in terms of why I knew I needed to make the change, or if I wanted to make it into lifestyle. Now, I didn't have necessarily a plan after that. Like, Hey, okay, this kid's going to be here in January. I didn't know if I was going to continue into a fitness journey or if I just wanted to be healthy going forward. Luckily and thankfully, you know, I've been able to maintain it. Right. And obviously I've improved tenfold since then. Oh yes. But it's because of what I did over that eight months by changing the mindset, you know, changing mm-hmm. the attitude and then what I was willing to learn. Um, not by way of nutrition and everything else, which sure there's plenty of that, but you know, about yourself, about what you're capable of, discipline, you know, all the things that you see now and what I put out there, right, in terms of like being busy and, and taking on new roles and challenging myself to do other things. Those are the things that, you know, I'm excited about, right? Because, you know, getting into where I am now, and I know it kind of went off track, and I'll get back to the NYPD thing in a second here, you know, it's created so many more opportunities for me because I, because I decided to take care of myself. Right. You know, I mean, and that's going back, you know, circling back to the NYPD thing. Um, came out of the academy. I went to now it's hard to explain um, for anyone who's not here technically in our, our departments, I mean, in local New York, you know, the municipalities. But then we have different uh, bureaus. Right. So you have patrol, which is what everyone kind of expects. And you kind of have housing and transit. I ended up in transit. So basically the subway system. Now, I was in Queens, a great commute, no real issues there. Plenty of issues I can talk about, but no true <laughs> issues in that sense. Right. It was an easy thing for me. And that was important to me at 30 years old because I wasn't this 21-year-old kid with no responsibility. Now, granted, not a parent, but I didn't want to be going an hour and a half commute every day into Manhattan. I didn't want to be, you know, stressing what I was doing there and work, whatever. I said, if I hate what I do, at least if I have an easy commute, then I could deal with it. Um, when you first come out, you know, you're, I'm riding the trains. Now, I basically did that my entire patrol career was in transit. Now, there's days when you're in a car, there's days when you do another things. Um, but generally speaking, you're patrolling whatever assignment you may have. So whatever stretch of whatever thing I did um, three or so years of basically that, then it kind of transitioned into I did a crime role, right, where I was playing close cop, you know, so I was kind of you know looking for a little bit different types of uh, infractions, a little bit higher, you know, more serious type of stuff. Um, went back to actual patrol in transit, you know, but a regular gig, right? So no longer like the low level enforcement, then no longer the crime back into regular uniform patrol, get your own sector, get your own partner every day, whatever your assignment is, or you deal with it. And what happened there was 
now a couple of things. One, I was on the sergeant's list, so I am slated at some point, you know, to be promoted, which is cool. You know, more money, more responsibility, depending on what happens. But that's another whole story. Um, my but my partner was also on that list. He was going to get promoted a few little, a bit before me. He's already a boss mm-hmm. now for um, probably close to a year, actually. Um, so we're in our command one day, and um, if anybody knows him on Instagram, gentleman, huge fat loser, Aaron Loman, he's also a NYPD, he's actually a sergeant in, in on the job, a good friend of mine, involved with first form, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's another guy who, and, you know, hype him up a little bit, you know, a guy who's was 400 plus pounds, you know, now in the 250 pound range, you know, wow. made a huge transformation, you know, super motivational, you know, another guy that's hungry to help others, right, you know, um, different, um, able to help nutritionally coach like kind of stuff that we do but he's more you know he's a lot more of like the hey i'll help you but let me let's just fucking start more working right you know and i agree with him 100 you know if, you know in terms of that and i don't want to put words into his mouth by any means but you know tons of respect for the guy awesome dude but needless to say he goes to me he sends me to say hey i think this would be good for you which is what i'm doing now now what i'm doing now is um technically it's a fitness quarter in our health and wellness section so the health and wellness section is or was developed because of the issue with uh, our department, especially, but just in general, law enforcement, first responders, and the suicide rate. Um, you know, it is high. You know, it's very high in our, our profession, you know, and unfortunately, so we actually had 10 um, in one year. Now, you know, the average is like four to six. Last year was down, thankfully. Um, maybe we're doing our jobs. I don't know. You know, God knows what's going on. It's a very weird year with everything else that's gone on between politics yes. and illnesses. <clears throat> but, um, long story short um you know it was like one of those things like you know what let me see right I, worst thing i could do is fill out the application if they want me cool right if they don't want me cool right and i um, whatever so i did on literally the last day i was available to do it they brought me in a few months later for an interview the next day they say hey we want to pick you up if you want to come and i was like you know what wow. why not give it a shot right because my take is on it and one of the things i i do here is literally i try to educate cops on how to better care for themselves because mm-hmm. while there's a lot of stuff that um, from the mental wellness, mental health side of things, I'm a big believer and on a lot of what the problems that are in that situation, this goes for society, but not cops. And I treat it as, hey, I don't care that you're a cop. To me, it's no different than if you're somebody else. You just have to deal with other stressors. Mm-hmm. My thing is, well, how much of what we put in our body you know, obviously not just by way of food, but just in the sense of what do we consume, right? Yeah. Media, social media, whatever. But in, in, in my role of trying to educate guys on, hey, better t- let's take better care of ourselves physically, how much of how we don't take care of ourselves physically, how much of what we put in our bodies in terms of chemicals and processed foods and inflammatory fats and, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that impacts our hormones. And how does that impact our mood? How does that impact things like depression, how we see things, anxiety? Because the truth is in our job, you get a lot of stress from a lot of different places. You know, you know, you have your old, every, has, you have the same stress as everybody else outside the job, right? So uh, your family, finances, whatever. But then you have a stress of the job, from the job, against the job, inside the job, outside, you know. So there's a lot of stuff there in addition, right? So I'm not saying guys don't make their own problems. I am a big believer in a lot of us are our own worst enemies across the board. Mm-hmm. But my big thing is if I could educate a couple of guys along the way on, hey, you know what? Maybe if we're, paying attention to these things that we're putting in our body right instead of going to the, the convenience store and eating wrapper you know you know pastries and, and drinking energy drinks all night long maybe we do some meal prep right you know because of the quality of the food the quality of the nutrients you know um vitamin d how important that is obviously omega-3s but just the simple stuff and try to educate and what i've actually done and i'm about to do our third one is i actually 
and awesome because my my bosses, my 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 CEO, especially which is our commanding officer, phenomenal guy. He's allowed us, me, you know, and me and Aaron, the sergeant, but really, you know, start a fit camp, right? So I don't look yeah. at it as a oh, transformation. Awesome. It, and it's not a. And I, and I explained to the guys that reach out to me, ask me about it. It's not a transformation challenge, right? It's not a fat loss challenge. I don't give a fuck if you're the perfect weight. doesn't mean you're healthy. doesn't mean you feel good. It's how do we make ourselves feel better through nutrition, fitness, exercise. Because, that. And, you know, and one of the examples I'll use and from the very first group we did, because we kind of did two pilots at the end of last year, and then we had to put things on hold, um, you know, one of the girls I worked with doesn't need to lose a pound, right? You know, I mean, whether or not she wants to be fit or herself, that's fine. But she didn't need to lose any pounds. It's not a matter of her, the way she looks by any means, but she felt like shit, tired, yep. no energy, right? And she, in, in the conversations we had, she was anemic, right? She knew she was anemic. But unfortunately, and again, you know, this is one of my gripes that you'll hear me talk about occasionally on social media, is her doctor wasn't doing certain things, right? Her doctor was like, okay, we'll take more iron because that's what was low. But the, but I, but then I, I go to her as this, you know, yeah, sure. I got, you know, a, a, a small stack of certifications now, but I'm not a doctor, right? I don't pretend to be a doctor. I'm not prescribing anything. Mm -hmm. I simply say to her, well, what's your vitamin D? Well, I don't know. Well, how the fuck do you not know your vitamin D if you <laughs> lift your irons low? Because I can Google vitamin D. I can buy, you know, I can Google anemia or, you know, you know, remedies or whatever it is. And literally it tells you right off the bat, vitamin D is a cofactor of iron. So if you're consuming yep. iron up the ass, but you don't have any vitamin D in your system, your body is just basically going to waste that by iron and probably cause you more issues with gut health and things like that. Yeah. So well, I how big want is her. that an issue just across the board with people like, yeah, I know just eating foods and just, Oh, I have to fit my macros. And like, look, fitting your macros is a great thing to start, but like you got gut health, you got micronutrients, you got like vitamins, minerals, your water intake, electrolytes. Like there's so much more to it. Anyways, continue. Like you, I just had to go on a rampage, no, and, but you're right. And that's the thing, right? And, and listen, <laughs> I know. And, and I, and I listen as, a, as somebody who coaches people now, which I didn't even get into the fact that I've branched off to, from being a guy that was trying to impact people on social media and, and doing stuff within, you know, a, a company and a brand within first form. And I still do where now I've literally am my own business as well. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I have my own, you know, I guess in a sense, however you want to look at it, you know, it's, it's not a brand anymore. I've literally made it a business. I'm an LLC, you, you know, I'm doing all these things. I have paid clients. I'm, you know, earning income from a few different sources. I'm, you know, started my own podcast, which I got to get more time into, but you know, so these little things that I'm doing to really brand myself and create a true business behind doing what I was doing, using the experiences and everything else that I've been doing so I can help more people. And trust me, and like yourself, I'm sure I give away more than I ever actually, you know, you know, get compensated for, Absolutely. you know, and especially dating back to when I started, but you got to learn, you got to go through those, you know, those ropes as well. Mm -hmm. But going back into it, I mean, you know, these are things that, you know, unfortunately, we're not being told, you know, I didn't know, Right. You know, I mean, I'm 37, going to be 38 years old. I've learned this stuff because I became interested in it because I saw how different and how much of an impact it has. And then learning so much more about how this stuff connects into our, like I said, our, our mental well-being, you know, and how we feel and how we perceive things and how many issues are simply that of, you know, us not having enough of some of the basics. You know, like you said, talking about macros, you know, um, I mean, I'm a macro guy. I love them. I, I fucking track yeah. every day. I've been tracking Absolutely. for 1700 days or some shit mm -hmm. almost, you know, and yeah, there's not every day is perfect. I, 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 but I've learned how to manipulate and use those numbers and use that data, you know, to benefit me. And, you know, I actually posted in my Facebook group today, today from my lunch. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was a healthy lunch. I had a fucking egg waffle, double chocolate egg waffle hey. and a protein shake. But you know why? Because that helped me stay on track because I had a yeah. sweet tooth today. 
and it was either eat chicken and rice sure could have done it but i wouldn't have been satisfied right so at that moment i went the way of what's going to satisfy me will still keep me on track but then also understanding that i do got to do the vitamins i do have to do and pay attention to gut health and my vitamin d and look at all those levels and i get my blood work done regularly and i recommend people do their blood work regularly you know why not to know what our vitamin d level is today but how much shows up on there that we wouldn't know if we don't do the blood work, right? The way our yep. liver enzymes and, and kidney function and well, all actually, these things. Uh, I want to touch on that because that's something that I'm actually looking into doing. I've never done my blood work ever. And this is something like, because I have a lot of clients, dude, and I like, it's it's just so important because you can see like what's high, what's low, how are their hormones interacting? Do you just go somewhere local to do that? Because I know there's stuff online as well. Is there a place that you recommend for people to do that? Now, I actually started doing this, um, which is another whole thing, right? And for yourself, probably not an issue, but as guys get older, right, testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, as I said, I went through this big transformation, right? I lost all this weight, you know, but I was having an issue with putting some muscle on. I was trying to, you know, be stronger and, and feel better about how I was. I became more fitness oriented in that sense. So I wanted to know what the hell is my vitamin, what's my, my test level at, right? Because it's such a key component to that. And it wasn't low, but it was on the lower end of spectrum, right? And, and what I learned by doing my homework was that um, that's impacted by lifestyle. Go figure, hmm. right? You know, would have guessed. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there's other things, but so many of those things are impacted by, again, the lifestyle, the food choices, micronutrients, you know, whatever, right? Go down to the stress, lack of sleep. You know, I mean, there's a big thing with, you know, obviously, and listen, I'm guilty of not sleeping enough, you know, never going to exaggerate it and don't pretend it. that. <laughs> But the truth is, it's probably one of the most important things that most yep. people aren't doing to be healthier. But I'm also a big believer, not to say it's a, a um, it's a, not to say, not to suggest this to anybody. When you do enough of the other stuff right, you can kind of fill or make up some of the gap, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Now, it's an opinion. It's definitely not fucking research and science <laughs> over here. But because I'm willing to do what I need to do with, you know, everything else, right? Yep. You know, I, I can... Well, my- my thing too is, is that like, I feel like if I did everything that exactly the way I was supposed to, as far as workouts and nutrition and sleep and my work and balance with my life and stuff, like there's not enough time in the day to do everything that's recommended for everybody anyway. So something's going to have to give and you got to live your best, happiest life. Right. So I, I, I actually agree with you 200% that, you know, if you got to stay up and work and hustle or you're doing these other, like, but just because you're not sleeping doesn't mean you give up everything else. Like, where can I improve on? Where in my life can I sit down and say, man, this is where I can capitalize and make mm-hmm. sure I'm doing it to the best of my ability because I am giving up these other things. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the, th- and that's like the you know, well, priorities, right? You know, what's the priority, you know, sitting down and watching Netflix or getting the work done or doing Boom. or sleeping more. Right. And I tell people all the time, like, listen, if you tell me, and I'll use myself as an example here. Right. And again, you know, my situation and i'm not even complaining about it my wife goes to work she's a teacher right so she's out of the house by eight o'clock in the morning i have a three-year-old he's wake at 5 30 in the morning half the time right you know so i'm lucky that my wife's understanding and she'll and i will say let she'll let me go work out whether it's at the gym and my home gym because i have to set up now but whatever it is i decide to do that day she will let me do it and thankfully we also have the help of my in-laws right you know because we live in the same house they're upstairs from us we're in an apartment below them well, they'll watch them for an hour or so, right? So I can come home, finish up what I got to do, take my dogs out and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but guess what? If I don't work out then, there's almost no opportunity for me to work out unless I'm going to take time away from something else. Now, the no. time away from something else yep. primarily would now become time with my son. And that's more valuable to me than an extra hour or two of sleep so I can work out on, on so I can get seven hours of sleep right now, yep. right? Because again, I can't make back that time. 
right? That's mm-hmm. not time that's going to come back. He's three now. He's not going to be three next year. He's going to be another person, right? He's changing all the time. And I don't want to miss out more than I already have to. So for me, my priority in this sense is the other people, right? And I literally posted about this on Instagram last night. As a coach, I have to understand, right? As a coach, as a parent, as a husband, I have to understand I can have fitness goals. I'm going to work towards those fitness goals. But my goals can't come first, personally. Now, it doesn't mean I can't achieve things, but I got to have to work harder at myself in those areas. I'll put more time in and accept the fact that sometimes it will take longer, right? You know, whatever that may be. And, you know, it's more important for me to see people succeed than see myself succeed. I know where I'm at. I'm okay with where I'm at. If nothing ever changed, I'm good. But at the same time, I do want to improve, but I can improve by reading more books. I can improve by putting more time into, into other I areas. I could have said it better myself, man. And that's one of the things is like being a business owner too. Like for me, not that I don't ever want to compete again. Like, because like for, you know me, like I've competed, I've done CrossFit, I've done bodybuilding. I've done all, it's not that I don't want to do those things again. It's just like, at this point in my life, like I'm happy with where I am. I'm happy with what I've accomplished physically. Like I'm happy with just being in the gym 30 minutes an hour today, doing what I got to do, grinding, pushing myself there. But understand that like, I've got this whole business. I got a family now. And like, I want to put those other people first and I can get better by growing my business, by educating myself, by reading books, by getting certifications. Like there's a whole other thing because I want to help other people be able to accomplish and have the happiness that I have and the things that I found, yeah. you know? And, and listen, and, and here's the thing too, right? I mean, and uh, you know, you're still... And you've been doing this a while yourself, you know, but you're still new, right? I mean, think mm-hmm. about being in your 20s versus being 10 years from now, right? So if you do this correctly and work hard now, well, you should have more time down the road because your system should dream. be that much better. <laughs> well, that's the goal, right? I mean, let's be yeah. honest. We don't run businesses. And now not to say we would ever, you know, walk away from them. It's not that situation, but mm-hmm. we want to be able to do it and get to the point where we're grooming people to be leaders with us right you know and, and in some cases listen you may groom somebody to be a leader and they go become their own leader nothing wrong with that it shows that you're doing your shit correctly in my opinion yep. but we also have to set ourselves up for a situation where we could be in a role where we could do what we need to but then also what we want to and i don't mean by want to meaning fuck off but we should be able to earn that opportunity right it's like anybody else who is in charge of a business you have to earn that opportunity but it, guess what At the end of the day it still comes down to you because you know whether you're a huge business or a small business, if you one got to provide for yourself, but then if you are going to be willing to give somebody else an opportunity, pay somebody else, give them a sal, well, now you have to be sure you're doing what you can do so they're able to eat, right? You know, so yep. you know there's a lot of stress with those types of things as well. But that comes down to how hard am I willing to work now when I can, right? So going back to the hockey thing, right? So you know, you know, I have a good friend of mine. He lives in the Carolinas now. And he's actually trying to get back into skating a little bit himself. You know, he works his management staples. He has a young kid. You know, he's at, you know, he's, he's a stepfather to preteen-ish. His son is actually, his older son is like 20 or 21 or some crap already. You know, he was one of, one of those guys that had that, oh, shit, uh, kind of thing. But, you know, <laughs> but he's been a great dad, you know. And he's he, and I, listen, I'm almost to the sense, and, and he knows this. I'd say it right to his face. I'm not even saying it bad. He's a guy that's kind of like thrown crap at the wall, and he's just kind of made it through, you know, pretty well, you know, and, you know, he's worked, he's done what he had to do. And, you know, he's gotten lucky a lot of times in some ways, right? But he just kept pushing because, you know, he didn't let shit stress him. He was like, I'm just going to figure it out, right? And he, I mean, you were picked up one day, moved to Arizona. was there six months, didn't work. All right, come home. Pick up one day, fucking move to South Carolina. Or, no, I don't even know where in the Carolinas he is. I shouldn't say South. <laughs> um, just pick up and go, right? You know, just, well, all right, let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm going. Let's, let's roll the dice, you know, and bounce around, do different things. And he's making it work. I mean, the guy just bought a house. You know, and wow. here in New York, he was had a, had half an apartment, basically, you know, and, mm-hmm. 
now he's owning a house, you know, you That's know, with awesome. property and he has, has, you know, his family's doing well, which I'm happy about. But the whole point is going back to the hockey thing. Listen, I love the sport. Absolutely love it. But I don't hardly ever watch it anymore. I haven't played. I played once. I played like once a year for like the last three years. Mm-hmm. I played right before my son was born and um, I went to a tournament in Montreal only because I didn't have to spend any money on it. Um, you know, the guys I used to skate with needed a goalie. They were like, dude, we got you. You know, just just pay your way while you're up there. You're good to go. <laughs> okay. You know, now, and, and to speak of how awesome my wife is, she was eight months pregnant and it was her birthday weekend. And I went to Montreal to play hockey. So, <laughs> um somehow i've I'm survived this long um, yeah there's two instances right there i'm still um, amazed you're alive <laughs> that's two them listen i'm if i think hard enough and if she was on here there'd probably be a lot more than two yeah that's the um, truth <laughs> i'm not not even exaggerating um but you know but that was the last time i played at a high and that was a high level tournament and i played extremely well we went to championship we did lose unfortunately and it, 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 it hit me right like fuck man you know lost yeah. you know good, and we listen i went up there with no no pressure it was go up there let's go and see what happens kind of thing right so as a goaltender i love that pressure i love playing in that situation i miss that no question but me spending time to get on the ice it doesn't drive move me forward it doesn't mm-hmm. move my goals forward it doesn't get me closer to where i want to achieve so oh, man, it, it amazes me how much your story just relates to mine because it's the same thing with me. Like I did martial arts. I used to compete nationally all the way through high school. And like I haven't even like been to a tournament. I haven't even gone like like none of it. I coached gymnastics. I managed gymnastics use up to three years ago. And like gymnastics isn't even a part of my life anymore because it's like, man, these are my goals. This is where I'm at right now. And if I go back to doing that, like that's not moving my business forward. That's not moving my family forward. That's not moving me forward. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't have time for it. And like we said earlier, like something's got to give, like you've got to change, you've got to adapt, you've got to grow as life goes on. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I was a guy who once said I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Truth is I would, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't, I was, I said I was busy, but I wasn't going to the gym. Um, I didn't have a side hustle slash business slash any goals in, in, in my own, in, in that sense. Um, I wasn't a parent, right? Um, I was playing video games. Um, you know, I was watching television. I was busy, right? Go down the list. I mean, there's plenty more things I could probably list off, but I was busy. I wasn't reading yeah. books, right? But here I am, right? And, and, you know, this is what people generally speak and see and know of me. And, and, and to a degree, they I get to ask a question a lot, like, yo, how do you do it? And my answer is, I don't fucking know. <laughs> right? And, 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 and it's not because it's like, and like I said, I was lucky that I flipped a switch. I mean, that's really what happened, whether it was the whole idea of becoming a parent or whatever it was, I flipped that switch, something that is very hard for people to do. And I tell that to people I coach, like, listen, I did something that most people aren't going to be able to do, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean you can't, and it doesn't mean we can't get you to the point where you want to be without flipping a switch. And my goal is not to get you to flip a switch. My goal as a coach is to teach you how to do this in a way that you're going to sustain this and get to where you want to be. And then you can decide if you want to go further. Mm-hmm. That's what most people do. I mean, you know, that's the reality of it is most people learn, oh shit, you know what? I like being healthier. <laughs> you know, I like feeling better, right? What else yeah. can I do? Can I actually prove on what I've already done? And, but they got to get to that point before they want or they feel that emotion where they want mm-hmm. to drive to that next level, right? And, and whatever it may be. And yeah. I've worked with a lot of people, and I'm, I know you have, that have gotten to the point where, hey, I, I just want to be healthier. Okay, now maybe I want to coach people, right? Or yep. maybe I want to. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's people like myself that, you know, they, they, I have clients still that are like, hey, I'm going to get my certification. What do you think about it? I'm like, do it. Cool. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you we're know, here it gives, to do. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and that gives me ideas. Right. You know, and while I'm doing everything online, right, everything's virtual. I don't have a place. Right. I'm not a business owner like you are where I have a location where I can go to. And I would love it. You know, here in New York, it's ridiculous to try to spend that kind of money. And I'm not mm-hmm. in a situation where I can, I can just walk away from what I'm doing. 
right? Because my job does give me benefits. My job does have a pension system, right? You know, and I'm not saying I would never think about leaving early, but I can't leave early because of me, because I have that other tie, right? My son and my wife. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going into where I'm at, it still doesn't give me idea. I'm like, hey, how can I scale this to maybe now I can have coaches that work for me in other areas of the country, right? That, that you know, want to do what I did and I could bring them along, right? And I know you've done some of this stuff and have these kind of mm-hmm. conversations. And, you know, I mean, obviously seeing you do that type of stuff, Stephanie Lawler, you know, another friend of ours, you know, kind of do her thing in, in, in the way she's done it, you know, and seeing what could work for me. How could I possibly do that? Because, you know, how could I grow by helping somebody else grow? Absolutely. And giving somebody else the opportunity that somebody else once gave me, right? You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and most of the time when I do something, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I <laughs> do it and then I kind of figure it out, right? And, isn't that and, the, isn't that you learn from experience? That's it, that's yeah. it. I can't preach that enough. Um, so, uh, Chris, man, why I got you here? I mean, I know that we talked about you know, just having that light switch just flip and, you know, you weren't there and your kid was your why. And we've talked about, you know, workouts, nutrition, the media you consume, the food you eat, all this is like the foundation for moving yourself forward and all this stuff. But one of the biggest things, I think we can go down the rabbit hole of all these things to try to motivate people to start doing more stuff or tell them like this route of getting things done. But one of the things that I always talk about on this podcast is the the fact that we're all going to go through shit, we're all going to go through hard times and it's unavoidable. And I feel like so many people, they don't take the risk. They don't want to do those things because they're scared of failing. They're scared of messing up. And they're like, they're trying to avoid the hard times. And I just say, I'm like, no, no, no. Like you need to embrace that because it's going to fucking happen if you're going to level up. So my question for you is that, you know, all the way from hockey to you joining the NYPD, having that light switch flip, having your son, um, all those things to now running your business and coaching and stuff. What would you say is that defining moment? What was that hard thing that you had to go through that you struggled with that it also built you? It made you who you are. That's a great, that is a great question. Now, I don't remember if I have this safe. So let me give myself a second here because um, it's funny that you talk about the whole failing thing, right? I don't know if I have mm-hmm. this saved as a draft actually in my, my Instagram post. <laughs> um, no, I just want to see if I have it because I know I was kind of writing it up. I don't, you know, it's one of those things you kind of have the idea, you jot shit down. Because listen, if I don't write it down when I think about it, if I got it's gone forever. Yeah. We got too much stuff going on to remember it. <laughs> it's truth. Like I remember great stuff at like, you know, 12 o'clock at night as I'm closing my eyes, trying to fall asleep, you know, get that extra three minutes of sleep. And I'm thinking like, oh, that's awesome. And I really <laughs> should start writing it down, you know, but we are I'm the ne- same person. <laughs> but do it every single time. So as much as I think it's awesome, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll remember tomorrow. I just got to remember one word and whatever that word is, I'll just like, nope. like dram it. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and be like seven hours later. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. So let me just see. I mean, and, and I, I mean, I don't even know what the hell it is. I don't want to take your time up with that. But like the whole idea was it is, you know, and I heard something lately and it's one of those um, um, recordings, right. That we've probably all heard. And I can't remember offhand what the exact quote is, but it's like, um, you know, oh, what the hell is it regarding like fear, fear and, you know, fear and failure or, or and I'm like, no, right. In my opinion, you don't really, you don't have to fear failure, right. You know, and you know, it, to me, like failing is probably more realistic than succeeding. So if you're afraid of failing, you're probably going to be afraid to take a chance that you need to take in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not going to get where you want to be in just about anything without doing something that's going to fucking scare you. You know, and failing is only a failure if you quit or you don't learn anything. So can you learn from it and keep moving? Because then it's really not a failure, right? You know, I mean, listen, you know, if we talk about, hey, I'm going to the Super Bowl, I lose the game. Sure, maybe it's a failure. But guess what? There's teams that have lost it 
only to come back the next year and win it because of that mm-hmm. loss. Right. You know, I mean, you see that in, in most sports. Right. You know, teams learn from adversity. So you bring up this topic of, you know, what the defining moment and. Man, it's a really good question. Um, I know there's a bunch. There's been a bunch for me, but if you had to pick one to share with people right now, what would be that hard, that time that you were like, I even like, because I know there's times for me, like, especially when I started my business, I'm like, I don't even know why I kept going, but yeah. I did. Yeah. And it just made me who I am, you know? I mean, let me, you're going to give me a second to think, because I know I have a lot. <laughs> I mean, like you said, there's a lot of, I mean, there's always a bunch. No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I the first one that just constantly going to pop into my head is the idea of becoming a parent, right? Because that wasn't something I ever really thought of myself as doing, to be perfectly honest, right? My wife knows that. We had those conversations, and the conversations before we, we decided, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll try was I'm that type of person, and I will say maybe in a sense it's somewhat um, – and now I don't necessarily think of this is it this way, but maybe somewhat selfish of the idea of, and no, you know, I don't think it's selfish, but you know, I think it's responsible in the sense of, I don't want to have a child if I can't provide, I mean, I don't want to have to say no, not because I want to spoil the kid, but I want to make sure I'm able to do what I need to do in order for this human being to have the best success. Yep. And I knew it would take a lot to do there because of the situation, right? For a lot of reasons, you know, regardless of what they are, um, finances, time, all these things. Now, obviously you learn, you can keep full of a hell of a lot more. You hear these, you know, analogies of it's never the right time. And it's the truth. There really probably is never the right time. No matter what the goal is, probably never the right time, you know, and go and be like, Hey, there is. day one of finish journey, day one of becoming a parent, day one of whatever it is. Right. And I th- big thing for me. And I think now that I'm thinking about it, and this is part of, I think, the reason why you see who you see with the idea of, okay, look at this guy's work ethic, is I was a guy that probably waited too many times to start. Mm-hmm. And that realization pisses me off more than anything. And I don't want to call it regret because it's a lesson I finally learned. But going back to when I was a child, five, four or five years old, my mother brings me ice skating. I don't want to go ice skating. I cry. I scream, right? I, for whatever reason, just wouldn't do it. Guess what? I in what what sport did I end up playing? Hockey. Hockey. Yep. And my mind is, if I would have just went around that fucking rink at five years old. Now, granted, five years old is still even late to start by playing hockey. Yep. But as good as I got, as late as I started, and I've had people that played and coached at extremely high levels say, "You got some talent." I just didn't have that refinement and that that under. I mean, because I was, and I know in, in involved with sports, and there's a you have a sport IQ, right? You know, there's an intelligence level of the sport. <clears throat> and a lot of times the difference in obviously skill and some skill slash talent and work ethic in some aspects, but a lot of times it's the best players in the world are the smartest players, right? They see the game fast, you know, they, they get everything slower for them. I was that on the ice. I saw the game and that's also why I got into coaching, right? I was able to see the game very, very well. And I still, to this day, I go watch an NHL game and tell you what's going to happen outside of goals, you know, because obviously that's going to be up to, you know, whatever thousands of uh you know centimeters but the whole point is right i could tell you watching a game probably two-thirds of the time you know what's going on what the plays are you know, what they're looking to do right i could break down t- and this goes what me as a as a 37 year old guy that's got a desk job in the nypd now you know can, mm-hmm. can tell you that by what when i watch a game and i don't even watch games all that often anymore because yep. i just i learned that very quickly i had that knack for seeing it right and all those little nuances that a lot of people never understand you know with how to do a little bit extra you know, that, that, that gray area of, of sport, you know, like the get to get in, get at a competitive advantage type of thing. <laughs> um, 
you know, I had that, I had that mentality. I had the ability to do those things and in that situation, but you know, so I always had that. I'm like, what if, what if I started five years earlier? And then I kind of pushed forward from there. So again, as you guys know, NYPD, right. Started 30 years old. Well, when I started and when I came on, technically I got to do 25 years for my full retirement benefits. Right. You know, and whatever the hell all that means, but I basically have to do 25 years to receive the maximum ability for me to retire. You know, I can retire at 20, I can retire at 10, but for me to receive the best of the best, I got to do 25. Um, well, at 18, 19 years old, when I didn't want to go back to school, my cousin was a lieutenant in the NYPD and he was in the position where his job was basically the hiring more or less yeah, without getting into details. And he was basically telling my mom, hey, why don't you tell Chris to take, take the test? My response to my mom was, why the fuck? And this is the pay was 25,001, right? And, and yeah. it went up from there, but it was really low for one one or two years. I don't remember the exact year. It was like 2007. And it's funny because like Mike Cunahan would have, was in that class and some other people were in that class that yeah, I know now. that's cool. So I really would have been in the same bracket as these guys. But the whole point to that is, you know, my mindset was at that time is why would I want to do that? I'm making $30,000 a year at Staples and then making mm -hmm. money cash coaching hockey. Right. Why would I want to go? You know, I'm making probably 40, 45. I don't even know the numbers, you know, and, and I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. Why would I want to go do this at 25,000? You know, and my mindset's not pension. It's not benefits. It's not retirement. You know, I'm thinking of who the hell gets sick? Who needs a doctor? What do you need benefits for? Like, <laughs> you know, that sounds I mean, like I, me. <laughs> and I still, I mean, I do use them now, you know, more yeah. for my child than anything else, but you know, it, it, I don't use them like I, like I have or could, but the whole point to that is, you know, I could have done it then. So number one, I lose 10, 11 years, right? So I could have retired at literally 41, 42 years old. Well, fuck, like I just said, I'm 30, going to be 38 in May. I'd literally be coming up on retirement if I would have done it literally when yep. I could have. And even then, there was two other times after that I signed up for the take the test and I just didn't go take it. And I didn't go mm -hmm. take it because the team I was coaching had a game. Like, no, we got games. I got to go coach. And that was my mindset because that was important to me at the time, right? It, and mm -hmm. here's the thing. That eventually stopped and here I am. Yep. So- to me, it's like, what if I would have started early? Now, granted, I'm not a what if guy, but always having that in the back of the head because where would I have been? And even going back to the fitness thing, I got in shape to get on the job at 30 years old. Well, what happens if I don't put those 60 pounds back on and I just stay consistent for those extra three years? Where would I be today? It's, it's the opportunities you've missed or didn't take a hold of is what drives you forward and is why you have the work ethic now because you don't want to miss another opportunity. And I say every single day, my, all, I'm, all I'm doing is working for opportunity. It doesn't mean I know what the opportunity is. I'm just working for opportunity. Oh, and I love that. And, and, and that goes across the board, right? You know, that goes from the Legionnaire stuff that I've done with first form and earning opportunities with them. That goes from my own personal business. And that goes even to what I'm doing here in the NYPD. Cause like I said, the thing that convinced me to apply for this position was I changed my mindset of, I'm not going to say no, if I can physically and actually able to do something right. I'm going to do it. If it, if I feel like it's going to benefit me, move me forward in some way, I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> for me, right. Going back to the situation, like, well, you know what, maybe that's a good situation. Maybe it's something I should do. Meaning where I'm at today. Like I said, I literally applied for this spot the last day that it was open. Now, maybe it wouldn't have mattered in the long run, but at the same time, I said, you know what, screw it. I will, do, I will apply because at first I was, was unsure. Then I was like, no. And then I was like, well, I might as well. And the might as well was what I should have done from day one, because the day one was already me living the life of saying, I'm not going to miss an opportunity. And that's simply what I, how I converted everything I haven't done into what it is I'm doing is because like, if I didn't do all the stuff I did before that application showed up, I'm not here. Yep. 
I'm still on patrol. I'm doing shit that people don't want to be doing right now. And I hate to say it like that because I got a lot of guys out there I respect and I'm friends with. But the truth is, right, now is not a great time to do what I do. Yep. You know, so Dang. I created my opportunity because I was willing to. Well, I think that's so powerful, dude. Like, I think a lot of people are going to relate with that, that that's the struggle they're in. You know, they were the athletes or they peaked in high school or, you know, they dropped out of college and it's like, what if, what if, what if? And it's just like, even if you have all those setbacks, even if you have all those hard times, like it's, at the end of the day, it's just like, all you have to decide is that you're just going to keep missing opportunities until you just start putting in the work. Yeah. Like that's it. You don't know when they're going to come again, but like, you got to be ready for when it does come. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, <clears throat> even to this day, right? I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I really don't. Right. And I mean, really, nobody truly does this certain shit, you know, you know, right, I'm going to wake up, brush my teeth, you know, put my underwear on, you know, those kind of things. Sure. But, you know, what are what what door is going to open that if I'm not doing what I do today, that I'm going to be prepared to walk through. And now maybe I'm not even prepared, but I'm in a position where I'll say, yeah, I'll take it. Because, mm -hmm. again, you know, how many times have you said no to something? Because maybe it's, you're it's a scary, challenging situation. And you said no, not that because they didn't want you or it wasn't available, but you said no because you didn't believe in yourself. Yep. Well, well, fuck it. If the opportunity is there, take take, take the bitch and, and mm -hmm. see what happens. Because what's the worst that can happen? You fail, but you still well, learn. I, th you still, I, I think that's it. Thing. I think that's where people, right, we go back to the fail thing. I think that's where, where people really, they're like, they don't want to fail and they're scared of what people think about them or their mm -hmm. ego gets in the way and things like that. And it's like, the only thing worse, I think, is not taking an opportunity is not putting in the work to where when an opportunity does present itself, a promotion at your job or a competition or having a chance to have a family, whatever it is, that you're not ready for it. You know, that even if you wanted to take the opportunity, you can't because you're just not physically ready because you haven't been putting in the work. Oh, God, I couldn't even imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Dang. Uh, and, and that's such a key to it. I mean, and, and that's the thing that I try to tell people all the time. I mean, listen, if you're not trying to accomplish something, that's fine, right? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't coach people that I have – going back to the fitness thing, always tying it back into, you know, that. And the reason why I tie it back into that so often, I'm sure you relate to this too, is because what's the one thing we have the most control over? What we put in our body. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really care. I mean, yes, sir, there are people out there that unfortunately are in a situation where they can't or don't have as much control or say or options. But for the vast majority of us, it's our choices, right? The fast food line is our choice. What we pick up at this convenience store is our choice, right? So I'm not going to sit here and say we shouldn't enjoy what we eat or anything along those lines, right? Because we all want things, right? We all enjoy food. Food is supposed to taste good, but mm -hmm. we shouldn't be living for every meal. And what my point to tying that in is the simple fact that if we can't control our simple choices on things we control, like how far do we expect to go in places? Amen. Right. That. You know, because, you know, and, and, it's, and, and I'll go into the anxiety side of thing, right? Because like I said, a lot of things changed for me because of my fitness journey, right? Discipline being the biggest one, obviously, without question. But then things like, you know, I will never sit here and say I struggle with anxiety, but there'd be times where I stressed about what could happen, the what if and the maybe. And all those situations, I've always realized, well, there's I'm always worried about what I don't know that I have no control over. Mm -hmm. And obviously, a lot of it for me was work related first. Right. You know, what was good tomorrow going to be like? Where was it going to be? Who was it going to be with? What was going to happen? And then literally, however, I was able to flip that switch, I did. And when I did that. It was like, wow, look at that. All that worrying I did all those times for nothing, right? Literally, because it was for nothing. Because it was always worse in our heads than it mm -hmm. ever was on the other end, on the outside, on the reactionality. Now, granted, maybe in some cases it's good to make it worse in your head and then actually have to be able to not be so bad. 
but the truth is, you know, we spend so much time ahead of it stressing. So like here, like with my job, right, we have things like details, right, which basically means and for people that may be not familiar, New Year's Eve, Thanksgiving, right, big days, you know, and there's a lot of smaller ones, but those like, parades, those are details. And sometimes you do know you're going, sometimes you don't know you're going, sometimes you know, like literally the day before you're going to go. But at the end of the day, I learned that, like, instead of worrying about it, if I'm going, assume I am. Just assume I am. Because then if I don't, so what? And if I do go, well, I was already prepared for it mentally, right? Always trying to be prepared. You know, so instead of worrying about the what if of not, just assume the worst or like, be like, all right, cool, I'm going. And then if it doesn't happen, like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Thanks. You know, and and take it for what it is and enjoy it and and move on, you know. And, you know, I said, I think a lot of people, um, they literally sell themselves short, right? You know, Mm -hmm. they, they, they put themselves in a position that, they, they think they're stuck or they can't do it or whatever it is, or they let outside influence or the thought of outside, you know, a thought of opinion or whatever may be kind of be the dictator on what they decide to do, you know, sure. and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say somebody who's now granted, you know, you've heard success stories and there's obviously, unfortunately, horror stories, but, you know, you hear these people that, well, I've done this for 18 years and one day I said enough's enough and I want to go open this or go do this or go do that. My passion, my, my, whatever it is. And that's what they do. And then they're happier. Right. And they say, I wish I would have done this 20 years ago. Now, granted, like I said, that's not going to be every situation. Some people make that change or chance and it, it doesn't work out, but they also realize they didn't want to live with the idea of what if I never tried, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, little things like that play so much into it also because, you know, we've got one shot, right? You know, I mean, and, and I got news for anybody out there, you know, I mean, I don't know your the age bracket that a lot of you, you know, your followers may be, but at 37 years old, I got news for you. The last 17 years went really fast. Like, yeah. Like, and I, and I, and you know, it, I, no complaints on it, but it went really fast. I mean, mm-hmm. Lily, you know, it was, you, you remember high school, right? And high school is like four years, you know, or six years, depending on the schools, you know, like the way it is, middle school, high school, junior, mm-hmm. however it sets up. And then for me, it was seven through 12 in my school. Um, you know, I remember graduating high school, right? In 2001, you know, date myself a little, but 2001, I graduated high school. I remember four years later, I'm driving down one of the, like the side streets, not near my high school, but like on the way to and from the rink that I always took. And I'm literally driving home and I had like that, Holy crap. I remember when I was in high school coming home from the rink when I was a kid playing. Right. You know, and that was the mind that that thing popped in my head. I was like, oh, that was four years ago. And crazy part is literally four years later, I'm like, holy crap. Four years ago, I remembered it. I thought it went fast because, you know, you're in high school four years. Right. So I'm four mm-hmm. years out. I'm like, wow, that was really fast. And then it's another four years. I'm like, well, shit these four years went faster than those first four years, yeah. which felt like it they just, flew by. It seems like every year is going faster than the one before it. Well, and it is, and it's not obviously, right. but it is because we're doing more because we're no longer focused on such trivial shit. Yep. You know, we're, 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 we're responsible for more. We're wanting more. We're trying to do more. And the thing I respect about people in our situations, right. We're not necessarily trying to do more and we already hit on it, but for us, it's not about necessarily for us. And sure. Listen, you're not doing and running a business to not be successful. You want mm-hmm. to have a business that you're going to be successful with, that you eventually be able to whatever you decide to do with it, right? You know, expand, grow it, sell it, whatever the hell you decide you want to go yeah. down the line, right? But you're trying to set yourself up and any family you have for a long-term, you know, comfort. Everybody is, but you're not going to do those things, and you know, without putting some time and effort into it, right? And and mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you know, I, I ask all the people and and. In as much as, you know, with, with going back and again, tying this into the coaching, as much as I talk about it, right, and then it's, and it's nutrition, and it's macros, and it's workouts, 
that's just teaching us the lessons, right? Of discipline, of prioritization, of, you know, um, resiliency, of effort and of what we're capable of and things along those lines, you know, but, you know, it, it's one of those things like nobody's ever going to say they're unhappy or healthier. I, I've never heard somebody come to me and be like, I wish I was, you know, you, you know I, wish my blood, I wish my blood pressure was higher. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really mad that I'm, when I wake up in the morning, I have energy. I'm really mad right? that when I have to, when I, when, when I gotta, you know, when I'm trying to catch the mailman, you know, cause he, he didn't leave my package and he left me that stupid little slip because he was too lazy and I had to run outside in my socks. I was able to catch him this time where in yeah. the past I would just lay there and cry. <laughs> Ain't that truth. Oh man. Well, Chris, dude, I, I really appreciate it. Like, this has been a, a, a great talk. And I think we could go on here for like, we're gonna have to do another episode, dude. We could go on here for like two more hours. That's no, the and, truth. And, and listen, I mean, I got a little more time if you got anything else you want to ask or talk about. But like, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to keep you either. I mean, we both got lives. Like we said, we're all busy. And we're all trying to do things. And I love having these conversations because and the reason yep. is, right? And this is one of the things. And this is, I guess, a message to any coach out there that may listen to this, mm -hmm. right? Or somebody who's whether you're your coach or you're just somebody who's in that position or in a, or trying to be in a position to help somebody else. Right. I've had the opportunity now and time back to the first form thing where I get this opportunity now daily to, and, and, and it's as in, as a, um, they call it remote educator, but basically as an opportunity to, you know, talk to other people in that position, legionnaire, what they call it in their program on how to be leaders, right. And lead by example. And I talk about this story and kind of what we tend to, but in kind of more of a condensed fashion. And the thing I try to talk to these people and I say to these people, like, if you're trying to make a change, right. A lot of people, like you said, they're worried about fear, outside opinion, um, you know, hard times, extra work, whatever it may be. And, you know, with my podcast like you know this and eventually you know i'm going to definitely need to have you on mine as well because mm -hmm. you know i want to put people that have done what you're doing and, and other coaches you know regardless of what their necessarily niche or background or belief may be people that have basically done what you're doing what i feel like maybe i've been able to accomplish so far and try to put this in perspective for other people out there and like hey this really? is the stuff that you know we're doing it for why we're doing it how we're doing it and we're all going to have a little bit of different systems or whatever have you so not too deep into the weeds there but just the idea of you know, this is the stuff that matters. And my point that I'm trying to make is, you know, you know, if, if you want to do something, you got to put time in, right? And it doesn't matter what that something is, right? And, and for us as people that are running a business or trying to build a business or build a brand or build out or whatever, however you want to term it, it comes down to not operating out of fear, right? And, you know, the guy, Jay, that I do the calls with, he says it all the time is you can't operate out of fear, right? And, you know, I, I people ask me all the time, like, I mean, listen, when I started, right, when I got involved and started sharing my story, I had 300 followers on Instagram, I have 15,000 now, and by no means is that a lot or am I bragging about it, because following count doesn't really mean that much, it's quality mm -hmm. of and, you know, but I've had great relationships through social media, right? And I made a even did a podcast myself on my, my quick thoughts on social media. And most people saying, well, social media is negative, social media is this and no, it's us. You know, we're, we're, we're choosing to see and look for negative, right? Versus, you know, you know, you know, connect with people that I don't want to say like-minded. You shouldn't get into a bubble, right? Where everybody echoes your same nonsense. But, you know, it, it's those of us out there that are open-minded and everything else, you know, that need to go out there and talk about these things and show that we're open-minded and show that we're, we're receptive to change mm -hmm. and good and bad and have different insights, regardless of where you line and fall with things like politicals and, and, and political alignments or beliefs or, or what you felt like about with the government and COVID and, you know, the stuff that goes on with that, you know, and my point to all that stuff is like, you know, it, it, you have to live your life, mm -hmm. you know? So like, you know, if you sit here the entire time and say, 
I'm not going to because, you know, that that guy on Instagram left a shitty comment or, you know, this person left me a dumb DM or this person ridiculed me. Listen, I don't sit there and claim to be an expert. I'm just know that I'm going to share stuff that I believe and share things that I, I feel like will help somebody else feel like I'm going to make some type of impact for somebody. In my opinion, when I say this, I'm talking about one. So my goal, every time I have a conversation, my goal when you, you put this podcast out is one person benefits. I hope a fucking million do, but one person is what I want to reach out to. One person per post, one person per conversation. When I get in front of a group of people in the NYPD and I'm trying to educate on some of the basics, hey, drink some water, vitamin D, eat your protein, right? Move. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about the 400 people that are sitting there thinking to myself, well, fuck this guy. I don't need to hear this shit. <laughs> I want that one person that's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to do this because well, that one the, person is the matters. And again, I want mentality. more. Yeah. If that's not the mentality, I don't know what is. Like so many people are worried about you know, helping others or going live their best life, competing, doing their career, starting a family, but they're wondering, oh, what about all these people that, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to think about me? And they're, they always think of all the negative people. With, I'm like, but what about that one person that's going to change their life? Mm-hmm. And it could even be you personally, but yeah. like, if you do get that promotion and you are going to do a great job out of it, think about it, your employees or all the customers you're going to come through and how you're going to impact their lives, right? Even one person could be better. Yeah. Like that goes for everything. Yeah. I mean, that's perspective. No, and listen, it's so much of that, right? And, you know, and a great example of that, right? You know, so I've literally, and I don't know the exact number off the top of my head right now, but in the time I've been doing this, right? So we're talking about three to coming up on four years almost of me kind of putting myself out there. And when I started, right, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't wasn't a coach, but I was coaching, right? You know, it was just kind of something I kind of got and developed as I went and systems and all these other things that go along with it. And sure, I mean, like I said, I go down a list of certifications. I mean, to me, the certifications are great. They're pieces of paper, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the ability to help somebody on what they need, right? So that's kind of somewhat relative in my opinion. But, you know, what I've done is I've literally helped 20, over 20 people lose 100 pounds. You know, how many years does that give each one of those person in their life? quality years on the top of that right you know yep. and you know one of the girls that i helped last year won fifty thousand dollars for simply doing what she should be doing not me mm-hmm. you know you know waving a magic wand and, and snake oils and starving to eat you know teaching them how to eat teach them how to make it a lifestyle teach them how to make themselves feel important yep. is really what i try to you know portray to them and like the converse you know the, the girl that that you know i helped win the money through her transformation um she was should have been dead in a car accident six months prior Dang. I mean, Lily, you know, I've posted about it and I actually had her on my, the last episode I posted on mine. Um, it was me and her talking about Lily that and me and her could have went for probably hours on end talking about mindset and attitude. And she's a phenomenal human. Uh, Crystal is her name. Um, but, you know, we're going to give you some quick story on her serious car accident. You know, and again, she had a whole bunch of stuff that even happened before this, like with family and just life. Right. You know, you know. She moves out to Hawaii. She's in a bad car accident, a rollover car accident, you know, bits up her tongue, um, you know, swelling all over, broken bones all over, punctured lungs. Dang. She ended up putting her in a medically induced coma because of swelling on her brain. Um, there was a period of time where she couldn't walk. They literally had to teach her how to walk again. You know, she tried to talk again after reattaching her tongue. She still, she still oh to this God. day is not, is not 100%. But my point was, I saw her posting on, on, you know, and Dan is somebody who I worked with in the past, right? But because of some life stuff that, you know, she kind of, I'm not going to say distanced herself. She did what she needed to do and she was doing what she had to do. And we stayed in touch. I wasn't coaching her per se. And then she had this accident. And obviously I knew what was going on. But the point is, right, you know, so I see her posting on social media and, you know, this is where I'm like, hey, you know what? You know, let me reach out to her. Let me see how she's doing. And we just start talking. Hey, why don't you come along, right? The next challenge is coming up. Just come and join. Just do what you can. Just be better. I'm not the goal. I never said to her like, Hey, let's win $50,000. 
It was never what, what that conversation never happened. The conversation was, let's be better. Let's be better at the end of eight weeks. Let's use this as a tool, right? To go all in on ourselves, to get back on track, to doing what we know we should be doing to, I can't do it. I don't need you to do a lot. Go for a walk. When you can feel like doing something, do it. Go for a walk. Whatever your doctor says, whatever you're allowed to do, do. Bottom line is, right? She dropped 35 pounds. She made a big transformation. She has a great story. I was able to support her. I was able to put her out there. She has, did the work, right? And she's only continued to improve since. But my whole point is, right? If I don't do what I do, and again, I don't want to pat myself on the back like that because I know you're the same way, right? You know, we might have such a big play in it, but we don't want the credit for it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, how much of, if I don't do what I do, does she ever, and forget about the money, does she ever make the physical transformation that's gotten her to the point where now she has a complete different I mean, outlook on the, life? Like you said, the quality of life that she's living, you know, mentally and physically, like if you didn't reach out and like you said, and do what you did, she wouldn't be doing that right now. Yeah. She's I mean, I don't her see it. best life now. And, and, you know, when, you know, she, 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 and this is my conversations with her. She's in a place now where she wants more out of life. You know, she, she feels like she deserves more. She feels like she's, you know, taking too much for granted. Awesome. Right. You know, she wants to obviously, you know, you know, be better than she has been. And, and that goes down the list. I mean, I wouldn't, be, you wouldn't believe the type of stuff you find out of people who go through this journey and, you know, make it more about, you know, when it's not about the scale alone, right. Or, or these other little, and I, I'll even say trivial, not to degrade the people who have a fat loss goal or a weight loss goal. And it's not, it's not, it's not intended to sound like that, but the real tre- reality is, the life, the quality of life, the perspective, the discipline, the relationships, all those aspects that will and have and do improve every single time somebody takes it upon themselves to better themselves on a health fitness mm-hmm. perspective is what they say. Because even if we have slightly different ones, my rules for coaching, one is health. If it's not healthy, I'm not helping you. I'm not doing detoxes. I'm not starving you. I'm not, you know, you know, the, even the people. The choir. Yeah. And even the people that you know, maybe I work with a little bit deeper that I've been with a little bit longer. Yeah, sure. Maybe I could do certain things with them a little bit differently than maybe somebody else that's a little bit newer because I trust them to understand what's going into that, right? You know, with the bigger deficits and, you know, different type of training styles. But I, they also understand, like, I'm not going to let them get to the point where they're hurting themselves, right? We're going to do this in a way that's, that's right for them. And like I said, you know, if somebody wants to diet down and they need a big deficit, well, okay, we'll do what we got to do we're only doing that for the last two weeks, right. Of a, of a diet phase, maybe three weeks. Right. And then we're, we're okay. Let's maintain, let's reverse diet. Let's I spend more time giving people food, right. Let's be honest. Like that's, that's the truth. Like I spend more time basically reverse diet in 90% of the people I work with, right. You know, giving them food before I ever take it away. Like, yeah, I mean, I got people that you wouldn't believe, you know, eating, you know, 26, 2700 calories at 115, 130 pounds, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, put, you know, pound for pound stronger than I am. If, if you ask me, yep. but you know, my whole point to all of that, right, is you don't learn that stuff without doing it. You don't get the opportunities to realize you're capable of more, right? These are, this is something that you're able to do. And every single person I've seen make these changes have learned that they want more out of life. Every single one of them. You know, and, and that's what I'm proud to be a part of because, like, you're doing so much to help these people realize they're, they're, they're worth more. They have bigger yeah. values. And not just from dollars and cents, not just a number on a scale, not just the size, but just in general what their, what their ability to um, – you know, put out there, right? The good energy, positive mindset, the idea. And like I said, you know, they're passing along. So you help one, that one might help one, that one might help one more, but it all started with you being willing to help that one, you know, and, and, yeah. and it goes from there. So like, we have to remember, like, nobody gets helped if we're not trying to help. And that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it, right? Because the times where it's struggling and you're like, am I doing right? Am I doing it hard? Am I doing it wrong? Am I doing it this? I just go back to like, I'm doing it. 
and that's kind of what matters most, right? You know, the consistency and the effort. Always is. And that goes with everything in life. I mean, workouts, nutrition, your job, family, everything. You just do it, man. And half yeah, the time, no. I think people look up to, like – I get messages. I'm sure you do too. Or people are like, man, how do you do this? You're like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just, I just do stuff. I just yeah. do it. And if it's wrong, great. I learn and I just move forward. And if it's right, then great. It worked out. <laughs> no. And, and, and I said, I mean, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to keep you, I know I'm not going to keep you longer, but I could talk all day long. <laughs> um, you know, but um, like, I, like I was telling you, like, you know, I, and I actually have this, I have this conversation a lot with guys of your age bracket, right? That, that mm -hmm. mid to coming up on late twenties that I see doing this type of stuff, right? Putting in long hours, putting in tough days, putting in, you know, the extra effort. And I tell them all like, you do this now, you, I, I the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. I mean, because it, it's not because you have to do all this stuff forever. It's not because you have to do more down the road, but because you're building that foundation of having that, that, that thing right whatever it may be where you always know what you got right and you know days where you're tired days where you're hungry days where you're this days where they're all gonna come they're gonna happen right yep. but um the understanding on like these days are worth it right and you know I know I've had the conversation, you know, many times before, like, you know, my son's three, he's only getting older. Like, you know, I don't want to sit here and say, I'm not going to do this for as long as I can, you know, cause I got more years on me, but I got a lot of work I want to do. Right. You know, sure. so like, you know, my goals are still big where I'm not looking at it as what, how long can I do it? My goal is my, my idea is like, how much can I do right now to get me that much further ahead, that much faster, yep. you know, you know, playing catch up, playing, get ahead, you know, make ahead or whatever, you know, you want to look at it mm -hmm. like, like, oh, can I do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. I'm going to, why not? That's it. Getting ahead of the game, getting ahead of the game. So Chris, again, dude, I really, I really do appreciate you hopping on here and talking with me. I know the listeners do as well, but where can people find you Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, uh, give the people your stuff. So, I mean, I got to remember my stuff. Hold on. <laughs> um, well, my, my Instagram, um, is, uh, Chris underscore puck P U C K underscore 33. Um, and I will caveat that where it's actually not puck because of hockey. It's puck because of my dog. Um, you know, my, my, uh, my, my mid twenties golden retriever that unfortunately, you know, only made it about six and a half years old before he got sick. Um, best dog I've ever had, you know, love all my dogs, but you know, he was my boy. Um, so, you know, he was named because of hockey. My wife actually named him. Uh, he actually had the same birthday as my wife, 11, nine. So it was like one of those things where like all the kind of cards aligned, awesome, yep. awesome dog. Um, and Lily, he's still the screensaver on my phone. I can't even change that. So like, that's something like I have to leave it. Um, but you know, Chris underscore puck 33 on Instagram. Um, I do have a podcast. Like I said, I'm only four episodes in it's really like, you know, when I have some time, I try to do it. My own personal episodes. I have one episode with the girl crystal. It's about an hour. Everything else is like 15 ish minutes or less. Cause it's just me mm -hmm. kind of getting on there, rambling my thoughts and just dropping it. Those are um, the best ones. Dude, they're super, super low quality. Um, extremely unedited. <laughs> um, you know, like the first one is really just like, Hey, this is what I'm going to talk about. If you ever hear me talk. And then like, you know, I got into a little bit of it and I'm excited to do it because I've gotten some good feedback on it. But like I said, anything else, it's just time, right? And I hate to say mm -hmm. time is an issue, but I got to prioritize too. So, yep. you know, this next week, I'm hopefully give a, get a couple out there or at least recorded that I could share because like you don't want to record a podcast and then share it like six months from now. I mean, maybe yep. this one you could because we're just talking about life stuff going on, right? But mm -hmm. you, when you get somebody, you know, when you're out there and you're talking about what's going on in the world and I've dropped yeah, that shit in a month and a half from now, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, yep. you know, what happened? Where's this guy living under a rock? But anyway, um, the podcast is uh, with that being said, 
um it's on every everything that's i guess you know major for podcast um you know so we, you know, i'm not on youtube anyway i technically i haven't i haven't really utilized youtube yet that's me too one day when i grow up maybe i'll get on youtube that'll be the opportunity <laughs> i missed right <laughs> well it's, it's funny and again talking about the podcasting again right i mean you know or your opportunity stuff you know i listen to a lot of joe rogan um i think obviously probably most people seem like they maybe do do or whatever but now yeah she was listening to one of his episodes and he literally talked about how youtube's like a job like you know, to, to put it out there and put it out there the right way and do it like that. That's like a job in itself. Like, work. so, you know, so like that, that's the thing, right. You got to be willing to do it. And like, it's not doing it right. It's doing it and learning how to do it and doing it better, but then to do it in a way that's going to be meaningful and get you that, you know, that, that response, right. You know, it's funny when you look at some of these guys out there on YouTube and, you know, I follow a lot of them now and subscribe to a lot of the fitness ones that I really like. And if you scroll back in their pages, like, and I'm sure, like, just if you scroll back on my Instagram, you scroll back in your Instagram, like, shit, the shit is weak. Like, it's like, wow. You're like, what is this guy even doing? Yeah. You know, it's like, like, you know, like, literally, literally, was recorded with, like, a true Nokia, like, like, you know, like the old Nokia, like the, first, like, the first phone that ever had a camera kind of thing, you know, not even, yeah. like, real cameras. Um, we all start somewhere. We all start somewhere. That's it. You got to start. But anyway, like I said, Chris Buck 33 on Instagram. Um, with that being said, is the podcast on Apple, on iTunes and Spotify. Um, I am on Facebook. It's Chris. My, my, my group or my page team row and fitness. Um, my Facebook group is obviously the thing I really use Facebook for. I occasionally post on my own page of Chris Rowan. Um, uh, my, my actual team page that is something I don't utilize enough. Again, something I got to improve on myself, right? It's on my to-do list to be better with. Um, and then I actually have a newsletter as well that I kind of send out where, um, if you go to my link in my, uh, my instagram bio you could sign up and register for that which is basically just kind of news and notes to those that i coach primarily but like i said i don't feel like you can ever get too much information so it's something i like figure i put out there and somebody wants to utilize it grab one of my workouts grab something i throw out there for the people i work with all, all the more merrier right why not I love it. those are the best areas to kind of find me but like i said you know, i'd be happy to talk to anybody so shoot me a message if you ever got a question anybody or do well man i appreciate it again and i'm sure this is not going to be the last episode like i said Hope we not. could probably talk for like two hours i love it man i always love catching up with you and, and i'm glad everything's going good tell your wife tell your kid i said hi and dude we'll touch base again very 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 soon yeah man listen uh one thing i'm looking forward to do is uh when life lets it right with travel i'm coming out that way so you know at some point in time i'm going to make an effort to get out there and see many people so yeah well, high, high so on my list on to do yeah, we got Kinda a lot list. of people here to see. And uh, rough headquarters. We always got a workout ready for you, man. We're ready for uh, you. Well, I, 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 you can bring me to the gym you've been going to. I don't know about that CrossFit shit. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I could put you through some bodybuilding style stuff at the that's gym. A, I'm, all, I'm game for that. Bodybuilding strength stuff. I, look, I'm cool with. I've been switching back to the bodybuilding stuff. It's like I, saw that. I, saw that. I, I, I do the bodybuilding stuff and I get it in. Then the CrossFit games happen. I'm like, oh, I got to do CrossFit. Then I go do CrossFit. I'm like, I look at Olympia stage. I'm like, oh, I got to do bodybuilding. I go back and forth. <laughs> and that could be the next one we talk because I'll let you yeah. go. But like, th that's something I actually really like about you because i think you actually have it right right you don't have to be one one okay. thing dominant but you can't be good at everything if you're not focusing on that's, what you're supposed to be doing and that's, that's the, the that's dilemma the i'm always and that's what keeps me up is that i'll never be the best bodybuilder i'll never be the best crossword but I, like i just love both and i just love that i can balance those two things you know so i think they're great balances if you can utilize them because like functional movement number one yep. thing that most people need to be better at too so anyway thank you my man i do appreciate hey. it i appreciate the uh invite and i'm looking forward to the next one deal. All right, man. Catch you later. Be good. Appreciate it. Hey friends. Thanks for listening to another amazing episode. If you got something valuable, 
from this episode, which I know you did, do us a favor and keep spreading the Live Rough movement and share this episode. It means more to us than you'll ever know. And remember, we don't pray for an easy life. We earn a rough one. Y'all keep earning those cookies, and I'll see y'all next time.